0: What's up, everybody? This is Jimmy from By The Hood. Just want you to know that our camp, the By The Hood Ownership Camp, has now moved online for 2021. This is our camp that we do in the community every summer for kids ages five and up. As long as they can read, they can attend the camp. We've moved it online to see if we can service more families, Um, but also just to make a a bigger impact than we generally do. The website is ByTheHoodCamp.com. Classes start on June 26, 2021. So please make sure to register. If you have more than one child, put both of their names where it says student name, and we'll be in touch with you. But the website, again, is ByTheHoodCamp.com. What's up,
1: people?
0: Welcome to this episode of the By The Hood podcast or webcast because we don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show list with gratitude, just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supported us. Special shout out to all the students from By The Hood University. You know, it's, it's growing as always. I say it every episode because it's absolutely true. We always have folks coming in bringing their expertise and sharing with our community. I got my partner, Crown Court. What's up, Court? Yizzle.
2: Every day above ground is a good day. How y'all doing today? That's right man you know I had a,
0: a coach mr Anderson when I was playing basketball probably about eight years old and I would complain about something he say well did you die you know that probably, <laughs> that probably was a bit extreme but your, your but, his, but his point is, but 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 his point was you know you woke up today so it's a good day so you can make change with something you don't like but listen our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community people that are building businesses that are just pouring into our folks and we got a special guest on this episode, man. We got our DCG brother in the building, man. We got the brother Link Green here. And listen, Please. before we even get started, Link, man, I gotta tell the folks a, lot, a couple things about you, man. You have started a platform called Planet Krypton in honor of our brother Anthony, man. And I think the work that you're doing is amazing. The website is amazing. So we're gonna Appreciate talk about that. that. But before we get okay. into that, let's let's talk about your backstory, right? You know, you're a crypto guy, but you know, you also put work in the community, which is very important. But where were you uh born and raised?
1: Uh I was an army I was an army brat. I was born in um Germany. Okay. Uh, but my parents, my father deployed a lot. So I, I really grew up in um Plainfield, New Jersey. Uh and got a little older, started dating a girl in Brooklyn, New York, and spent a lot of time in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so all over. I went to high school in Hawaii uh all over you know what i mean so i don't really have wow. a specific hometown i claim yeah. claim for new jersey because that's where my family's from and that's you know where, where i get the most love but everywhere really <laughs>
0: hey, okay that says, it, that says it right there army bread that says yeah, a lot right yeah, there
1: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so w- actually we're
0: gonna talk about that in terms of like you know location because that's one of the things i definitely want to um have a conversation with you about but um uh-huh. I man should is yeah. how like, so being an army um, raised kid how is your upbringing like was it was it um you know, were you taught, hey, go to school and get a good job or was it about being Definitely. an entrepreneur? What was it?
1: Um, so I was taught to go to school and get a good job, but I was also taught about, um, about investing at, at about 17, 18 years old. So when my father my parents tried for five years to have me, my mother actually had to have a surgery so that she could, she could, she could have me. The fifth year they, they, they got, you know, they got pregnant. So my father was so excited that he went out and bought a bunch of stock at McDonald's. This is like 1988. So he he bought a bunch of stock at McDonald's. Yeah. And so I remember coming home when I was older, you know, I was like 17, no, I was like, I was like 18, 19. and I was coming home from college and I I had to make like three or four trips from my dorm because I had sneakers that I would stack up the boxes all the way to the roof of my dorm, really. And um, so I'm bringing in the boxes and he like, you know, I thought you were bringing your stuff from school. I'm like, this is my stuff from school. And he's like, it's so stupid for you to have all of these sneakers with Nike and Reebok and Adidas and you don't own any stock. Well, he asked me for, do you own any stock? You know I mean? I'm like, no, nah, I don't. own yeah. any
2: stock.
1: So he's like, it's so stupid for you to do that. So that's when I got into he taught me how to open up. I think I opened up like a TDM Ameritrade account or something like that. And he got me into investing in stock. Um, so, yeah, it was more so go to college, you know, I, Get get your get your school set up and, and get a career etc. Um, but I obviously went out and did my own thing after after getting my degree.
0: <laughs> so where did you go to school at?
1: I went to the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Um, I have okay. a bachelor's uh, of of arts, yeah, in in communication. And um, then I went to uh, St. Joseph's College in Brooklyn, New York. I have a bachelor's. Uh, a general studies bachelor's, and I'm currently going to get my master's and um, well, my MBA at Saint Joseph's College.
0: All right, nice. So listen, um, that's, that's, so what were your actual plans when you got out of school? I know your your plans, you know, cause now you're in entrepreneurship and doing other things. What were your plans originally?
1: I, I was in law school. I dropped out of law school. <laughs> I
0: was, ah, hey, that, no. makes, that
1: makes two that of us. Yeah, two of you I was, I was L one. I dropped out of law school. I wasn't even um, officially an L one. I was getting a master's of social work, juris doctorate, and um, a program. And uh, I just, I learned a lot about the law, about how the law actually works. And I felt like I wasn't doing the service that I thought I was going to be doing by by becoming a lawyer. So I got, I got away from it. I left, I left it to trade full time.
0: Nice. Nice. Listen, I, I got out. My, my story was a lot more simple than that. I was bodying in a real estate game. I was killing the real estate. And uh, <laughs> you know I had a teacher, a mentor right. tell me, like, why are you here? And I'm like, well, I want to be an attorney. And they said, well, what you're doing, you can hire your own attorney. You don't have to be here. I said, say less. Right. Never went back. <laughs> right. right. I said, I said even say even less. Better. Yeah. I'm not even coming back. Now, you know? yeah yeah even after even after that uh that dreadful l set that's still like the most stress i've ever been yeah, in man. taking the l set but anyway I see the it's not about me is this is about you good brother <laughs> let me ask you about this all right so your father taught you about investing right so you know he, he was smart enough to understand the, the idea of investing how did oh, you yeah. get into cryptocurrency
1: well uh anthony Agurek, well before so so i'll tell you while i was in college i was at the university of alabama in huntsville and these, um, my friends, it was these three white guys, I was good friends with them, they would always tell me about cryptocurrency. And it was like, 2009 was my freshman year, so this had to be like 2010. And they're like, yeah, it's crypto, it's uh, computer money, and I'm making fun of them, right? Like, man, cash is king. It'll never <laughs> go anywhere, right? So needless to say, I graduated college, they did not. Um, they are million, multi-millionaires now. But that was how I first heard about it. So I got into it, I was a young, struggling father and husband in the army um and i think anthony agarat had like he was talking about it somewhere on his on his page and uh we got into a conversation on it we got we all were in this one group um this this charity group basically where we were we were buying land in africa and helping people to invest in the farms over there and so we started talking about using cryptocurrency as a means of transferring the money over there and um that's how i got back into it I loved it. It came very easy to me. It was very intuitive to me, um, and I started teaching other people immediately about it. And I was not making any money in cryptocurrency. I just, I, you know, I would buy some here and there, take a little bit, fifty dollars at a time, maybe here, here or there. And uh, but I still wanted to teach everyone about it, and and that's how I essentially got into it. Um, later on, I, I I got out of the military. I I got divorced, and uh, I was homeless at one point. I was still teaching cryptocurrency. I was too prideful to tell my father that I was homeless, right? But um, I was still teaching cryptocurrency, still making it seem like everything was good. Everything was great. And a little later down the line, I found out, or excuse me, Jamar James of uh, DCG told me about a coin, NEO, right? So I bought into the coin. Actually, I bought into it while I was still in the military, still married. So I bought into the coin like a year prior at like 60 cents. I bought 509 coins. The coin mm-hmm. went all the way up to like $150. I didn't know. What happened was I was trying to take a girl out and I was broke. So I started checking all of my crypto accounts. Needless to say, the coin had gone up to like $60 at the time. I had like $20,000 in the, of, of the coin in my account. <laughs> didn't, and you didn't know. And didn't even know. I, it went up, I had like $90,000 at one point um, and I didn't even know it. And yeah, so after that, it was like crypto everything for me. Like, I don't care what you
0: guys say. That's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this question, right? Because we know about the work that you do in the community. You're like very village and community minded. Where'd that come from? Because you even talked about like, you know, um, donating money to help folks in Africa. Like where'd that part of you come from?
1: My mother, definitely my mother, um, Linda Bryant Green um her and my father have been married 37 years but like i said my father was always deployed my mother was in the nation of islam um before that she was a black panther so so very young she used to make bean pies for farrakhan and put the you know the, the crescent moon and star on mm-hmm. them. like so before that like from a very young age i was taught your community first your people first every other group has their people first we need to have our people first so, from a very young age, we were you know we, we were buying the the final call. We were donating money to my mother actually was at the mil, the first million man march. like yeah, it was always our people first. Um, so anytime I seen someone who looked like me that was automatically a a brother or sister, and if they needed something I, I wanted to help. So I started and um while I was in the military, i was I actually gotten hurt. I couldn't work anymore in the military, so they, they would make me stay at home all day. Um, I met a I was in Augusta, Georgia. I met another woman from Brooklyn, New York, who was a teacher down there. She asked me to come help in her class, her second grade class. While helping, I had the children, like, when we would go to from, from class to lunch, I had them marching in cadence, you know, lip, lip. lip <laughs> so, and the, the class had really turned around, like, how they were behaving in their, in their music class, you know, when we were taking them to different classes or... Gym or whatever, it was very noticeable. So the other teachers uh, from a higher grade, I think it was third grade, um, they had some they had some nine year old boys in class who were out of control. So they asked me to mentor them. So I would take time away from my friend's class. We they gave us our little classroom, and I started with a self esteem meter each day. They didn't even know what self esteem was. So every day they would come into class, they would tell me how they felt, why they felt that way, how that made them, how that would help them contribute to the world and um so initially uh, excuse me essentially we ended up starting stop squad stars in training obtaining power Um, we got them their own shirts they would do charity they would sweep up and get money on cash at 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 local barber shops and I got them into cryptocurrency investing and I was actually able to look to to win the um, giving your best award uh, which is an award that's given by I think it was like Channel 9 and Augusta Georgia for, for my efforts there, and
0: I still keep wow. in contact with the boys to this day. Oh, man, congratulations. Oh, that's that's, that's, man. that's amazing work, it. bro. And I
2: know about Augusta, man. I was at Fort Gordon, so I understand.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> battle. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, listen,
0: I, I didn't know that part about you, about your mother in the, in the NOI. That makes a lot of sense now. Like, my father was in the NOI, which is why, like, community still is important to me. You know, I'm not an NOY but but being raised that way is why community is always important to me. So Absolutely. that make, it makes a lot of sense now like hearing hearing your story. So Absolutely. man, you got an amazing story already. We really didn't even get into it. Today. Yeah, like we, like, we, we 10, 10, minutes here, in, like, ten minutes in like ten minutes in like yeah. Like you talking about being homeless and running up the ninety thousand dollar bag on one coin and yeah, so listen, um, uh, yeah. so I want to talk about the work you're currently doing. I just saw you um, highlighted on Fox and t- you know, you have this new course out, and so now you're trying to help teach the community about cryptocurrency. Um, a couple questions about that. Why is it important for you to teach our community about cryptocurrency, right? So I, I talk about it a lot on our show, but I want someone else to talk about why you think crypto is the way for our people.
1: We we are the most powerful people in the world, and that is not to down any other people, but we are the original. And being that we are the original, we have the most infinite potential. I know that infinite is from infinity, right? But our infinite potential is very high, as evidenced by the fact that things have been systemically kept from us uh, for, for centuries since we, we, we handed over right, um, power or perceived power to, to other groups. And because of that, we see that even with the financial system, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology... Um, uh, DeFi, Decentralized Finance, is being given to these other groups. Um, you have 168 major companies using cryptocurrency, and, and the average person who looks like me doesn't even know what it is. The average person. Even if they think they do with Dogecoin and all that, they don't really know what it is, right? Um, You have MIT creating blockchain um, courses curriculum at one of the most prestigious colleges in the world wherein these people are paying tens of thousands of dollars and when i say tens of thousands i'm talking about 20 30 000 per semester to learn blockchain technology all facets of technology are all 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 aspects to show us that um cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is the way that the world is headed the federal reserve has fed coin right so you know that if you're rolling out these projects you know that you're planning on switching completely to digital currency, but you're not telling our people about it. And that is for a reason. Um, And that reason is because when they switch over from the digital dollar, excuse me, from the physical dollar to the digital dollar, those who are left holding this physical dollar will be left with their pants down. And you see our people, especially our young people with like the, the money on it. You know, I had to get on one of my boys, he had the money, the stack of money on his ears and all that, we worship this physical dollar not knowing that this physical dollar is dead and when we start to transition or when we go completely because we're already in the transition stage when we go completely to the digital dollar you know the chief of the office of Man- management and budget told us in 2017 that when this stuff crashes one physical dollar is going to be worth 60 percent less than what it is worth now so that means if you have a thousand dollars in your account and your rent is due and it's a thousand dollars you're only going to have $400. It's only going to be worth $400. And your landlord is going to want their full $1,000. Whereas those of us who have, sw- who have switched over to digital currency, our money is now going to exponentiate. Because now everyone is running to these digital, these digital currency exchanges, be they centralized or decentralized, to get cryptocurrency that they can use. So that mm-hmm. is why it is important for me. I mean, I, I focus on children, but I also focus on felons. People who can't get more than a, a minimum wage job when they get out. Um, I had a brother who was on the streets, literally sleeping on the streets. I won't put his name out, but he knows who he is. Um, who can't? Who had an engineering degree, came out and couldn't get a job better than McDonald's. Who is now ha- has his own business, has his own his his own apartment, everything. He started. He went from sleeping on the street to in a tent to having his own apartment to owning businesses. So this is the power of, of a cryptocurrency, and my people will not be left to, left behind if I have anything to do with it.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard that.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, I that's heard that, man. that was powerful right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The love, yeah. The, the the love in your voice was that's that's what I noticed. Right. It's it's a difference between I wanna do this and I have to do this. Yeah. And that's where that's where, you know, what I mean, D- that's the difference between getting it done and, and maybe getting it done. You know what I mean? Yeah so yeah, i man. really love the way that you know you my people will not get left behind
0: right yeah man and and, and shout out to the whole network shout out to jamar and the whole network the dcg right. because uh what, what's what's being built over there is powerful and uh, you know i tell people that i don't even think a lot of times people even in dcg understand how powerful that uh the community they don't. is but they don't. yeah right. <laughs> but but you, you when you in that circle you automatically will know more than the average person when it comes to this space so shout out to uh, brother jamar who's been on the right. show before um, but listen, man, I, another thing I want to talk about, right? Where you're sitting right now, right? Because, I, I listen, I subscribe to your YouTube channel, so I watched the whole process of you making the transition, right? Um appreciate you, you practice what you call geo-arbitrage, right? Yes. Can you tell us about where you're living at now and how you're able to operate, you know, um, living where you live?
1: I am in uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. Um, I decided... the the beginning of this year i was tired of you know i had a house i was tired of, of paying for my house i was tired of all of the bills that were associated with it i was making more money and i was trying to figure out how to keep my money that was the overall goal was for me to keep more of my money um so being that as it was i started speaking to um a, a, a coach of mine, a financial coach of mine who helps me with budgeting and all that. Because as I told you, I was broke. I was, I was spending all my money. So yeah. I got with um uh her name is Betty Lewis of Young Rich and Rooted, and I started, you know, asking her about different ways to house hack, is what she was calling it. She's like, Yeah, you could live with other people, you guys could split the split the mortgage, blah blah blah. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. So we went over my financial plan. Um And, you know, she helped me project for a year to three years. And I decided I wanted to initially move to Belize. But Belize had so many COVID restrictions and they were so fearful. I don't want to be around fear. Um, And no disrespect to anyone who, you know, feels however they do about COVID, but I don't want to be around fear. So Mm -hmm. I seen that they had all of these different restrictions and different limitations. And you had to go through all this testing and let them get your DNA for stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm not with it. So I looked for countries that were less restrictive on COVID, and it was it was Costa Rica. You didn't need a, um, a COVID test to get in. All you had to do was buy some insurance so that if you did get sick, then you would be taken care of, et cetera. So I, I, I started looking into Costa Rica. And I realized very quickly that, first off, I wanna buy property here. So if I come into this, initially trying to rent my own home, pay for utilities, Pay for furniture, furnish it, all of that. I will be in the hole, so I decided to to leverage the use of Airbnb, and I was able to get a re- really nice home, um, with a with a garden. I'm out here in the garden and everything, for I think it was like seven hundred dollars a month. We pay like six seventy nine a month, right? Wow. Yeah. So I'm keeping all of my money. The major- I'm keeping about ninety percent, ninety five percent of my money. The rest goes to my my rent and bills. And I'm living my life. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I was surfing last, a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> we're going to go on a bioluminescent tour. And, and, and it's not me living outside of my means. It's not me flexing like I'm doing something or I have something that I don't. It's me genuinely treasuring my time. And I knew that I couldn't give my time the way I wanted to if I was working so much. And it's me genuinely treasuring my my what I've earned. And my money is what allows me to be able to give so much of my time to people. So after this, as you can see, now I finally got Planet Krypton off of the ground, as you guys seen in the post. That was three years in the making. But I was so overwhelmed with the hustle and bustle and struggle, even though I was making more money of living in the United States, that I couldn't even focus on getting it done. So I got here, hit the ground running, and I've been striving to bring people over ever since.
0: Oh, man. First of all, what kind of courage does it take? Because like, a lot of folks talk about like moving out of the country but um, to actually execute,
1: right? Well, and we, also, also, we, also,
0: hold on, have a partner that's willing to go with you though. What was that conversation like? Was she, was she uh, conversation, more about Briz, it?
1: Briz, Briz is the most supportive woman I've ever, if we end today, I will, I, I will forever be, be in gratitude for this woman. Uh, I came to her, she's in the bathroom doing her makeup. I was like, hey, let's move out of the country. She like, where? I was like, believe, she like, let's do it. <laughs> just like that had a conversation. <laughs> and she started researching i'm taking all the credit but she started researching everything this is where you can go this is where you shouldn't go bye, bye, bye. this is the safest country oh costa rica is one of the safest countries in the world babe you speak spanish why don't we go there you feel me so that that's how that conversation went the courage was i got elderly grandparents my parents are getting older my father was in the military 31 years he blew his knees out like everything you know um, so being further away from them, I have a daughter in the States being further away from, from her, that was where the courage came in because now I have the ability to come over here purchase land, go back to the States, purchase more property and be able to take care of all of them um, because I have more control over my money, more control over my resources. And so, but I was also in the military. like. They told you pick up and leave. It's time to go. Like you yeah, don't get Yeah,
2: that's that's what I was about to say. Like I knew you was. I'm, I'm, I'm the okay. same way. Yeah. yeah, like when it's time to roll out, let's go. We out.
1: You know, yeah. We don't have no attachments that. That's why you don't, military guys, you don't see them when they go into corporate life with a bunch of pictures on their desk and like all the fruitful shit. Because we know at any moment you can get up. You you may have to get up and leave. And yeah. so it's, it's it's very easy for us to detach from physical circumstances in that in that in that manner.
0: What branch of the military did you serve? Army. Sixty army. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he was, had
0: to be army because he was on board uh,
1: yeah, 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 I don't yeah,
0: yeah, know yeah. about all that corps. Cool. I know. I know. You, well, I you know, know they like got
1: that. now. Now they have they have the Marines, the Navy, and the Air Force on on Gordon. But back then, yeah, it was only when you, yeah, it was only a few in different branches. But yeah.
0: Got you. Got you. So listen, I mean, that that's 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 amazing in itself to live in Costa Rica, like. It looks it looks beautiful behind you. And I'm always jealous when I like on your page, you know, <laughs> right? you know walking around in the, in the mountains, <laughs> surfing, nah, don't, and, don't and, don't and life jealous, looks amazing. Man. Come over here with me, man. Come over. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about 700 a month? I'm thinking about it. Yeah, right. One thing I did see again because I watch a YouTube channel. One thing I heard you mention, though, you said in Costa Rica, um, they don't care that you speak English. You gonna speak their language, like you said that they're you know
1: speak their language. Yeah,
0: you go to some places and everybody's trying to speak English, but oh, over okay. there they are like, no, this is you gonna speak ours.
1: You say if, right. you, if they say something, and you're like, fue? They, they say it again, ju- just as fast as they said the last time. You gotta tell them like, "Yo, slow down." You know what I mean? So yeah.
2: Definitely.
0: So what has that been like for you? I'm adjusting to a new language. I uh, um, I heard you say you were taking uh, lessons. Um, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I spoke Spanish for me, uh from a child. My father taught me, but um, you know, like I said, he deployed a lot, and you know, he, he just we weren't speaking spanish like we used to so getting back into it is because it's a different type of spanish (laughs) so getting back into it is kind of a a culture shock um ticos as they call them costa ricans call themselves tico tico they have a or i think tico forgive me if you're costa rican they have a completely different dialect and Uh it's not like dominican spanish or puerto rican spanish which you can compare dominican or puerto rican spanish to like jamaican english You know, it's like Spanish patois. This is more like Australian English, where it's still English, but they're act they have like such colloquialisms and different terms that it's really kind of hard to interpret. So that has been a struggle, but the basic Spanish stuff I'm good with that. It's just you know how they actually speak.
0: Okay, okay. So listen, man. So um, you, you got you got the uh plenty Krypton up now. So your classes are starting, and then you don't consultations and all that. We definitely will make sure that we put the links for all of your stuff, your social media, everything within the description, so the folks that are watching this or listening to this can um you know see everything that you got going on. Um, but I got a couple questions. Throughout this journey of where you started, you know um military kid as you said to where you are now um living abroad and doing the things you're doing. What has been the biggest hurdle or something that you had to overcome?
1: mindset, not feeling like I deserved it, comparing. The, fir- the first thing I used to do when I got up was get on Facebook, get on Instagram. And what you don't realize is you're starting your day comparing to others, you're starting your day externally. So now when I get up, I do, we have um, a, a formula that we do every, every time we get up. I call mine my rising ritual, wherein I talk about, I, I read off my bio. In the future, everything that I am, and I have to actualize. I go, I go through my meditations. I, I, I go through my, my gratitude, all of that. Um, so, the, without doing that though, before, before I did that, it was my mindset. So now I start my days off with me and what, what my goals are, and the being in the vibration that I would like to be in. But before, it was in the vibration of lack. Oh, look at what they have, and I don't have. I've been in crypto as long as, as as jamar i think i was me and jamar was in crypto around the same amount of time jamar got all this, i don't got that not not uh literally but you know just giving that yeah, example. I understand. um so the comparison the constant comparison and constantly feeling like i don't deserve it that changed for me as soon as i shifted my mindset and decided that i was going to be an active participant in my progress um And as soon as I did that, it's it's like something switched in my mind and everything just rushed towards me all at once. Uh, So that was my biggest hurdle with my mindset.
0: Mm, Interesting. Uh, Another question I have for you. What is your favorite book or something that's inspired you along this journey?
1: Uh, Man, I have a few favorite books. Uh, One of my favorite books is Metaphysically Speaking. Um, I forget the author. I have the book right here in in, in in the office. I can get it. But Metaphysically Speaking is one of my favorite books. The Autobiography of Malcolm X is another one of my favorite books. There's mm-hmm. um, one that I just was reading. Oh, um, When Rocks Cry Out. When Rocks Cry okay. Out. Okay. That's, that's, that's another one of my favorite books. You might hear Russell Hughes talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. What uh,
0: what's his name? Horace Butler, I believe it is. Hor- yeah. Horace Butler,
1: one of my yeah. favorite books. It, it proves that we are the original people here in the Americas and all over the world. That um, we did not initially come here from slavery. We were already here, and uh, so I, that's that's one of my favorite books as well. Okay. Oh, and, think, and yeah. of course, "Think and Grow, Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill. That's, yeah. That's like yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All all great books right there, man. Listen, so um, now that you you know you've made this amazing move, um, and you know you've you've got your business, everything seems to be coming together for you, man. Like you Absolutely. even look happier. you look like, You just look I'm mad, mad, mad happy. happy, like. Yeah, 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 yeah I <laughs> so, am, man. What what does the future hold for you? What are some of the things that you're looking to do in the future?
1: Uh, Well, Planet Krypton is uh, focused on teaching people who feel like cryptocurrency is too advanced, too complex, too confusing for them, breaking it down to the level that even a child can understand it. And and in fact, we do have a cryptocurrency for kids course, a cryptocurrency for children course. Um, So just giving back philanthropy. Any, any Any anytime I get anything, I would like to put it back into my community back into people who who also want to give. I don't want to give it to someone who wants to keep it for themselves, right? So that with uh, Planet Krypton, uh, motivationally speaking, of course, uh, doing different events, speaking in, you know at different conferences, seminars. Um, we're actually working on a gaming for uh, a professional gaming course or a uh, get paid to game course that we're working on for both children and adults who love gaming. We want to help them get paid in that. Um, we also have a an NFT minting and management company called Infinite Digital Management, uh, wherein we are taking the work of artists, the work of people who have, you know, clothing designers, whatever, whether they have physical pro- products or they create d- digital art, music, what have you, and we're creating and minting NFTs for them and managing their sales, putting them right in front of the customers where they need to be. Uh, so those, that's what i'm working on now everything is going well making great connections including you guys and i can't wait to see what the future holds
0: oh man that's that's all dope stuff that's all dope stuff Thank <laughs> you. one question i got one more question Corey. i gotta ask the brother why he's here right and this is not investment advice by the way I want to put that out there but what projects what projects are you excited about in the crypto space like what do you see like i can talk about projects forget like projections of money but just the projects where you see projects yeah
1: Uh Theta. I'm very excited about Theta.
2: I like that project.
1: I like I like Theta a lot. Um Link, of course. Link, but but (laughs) definitely Link for that um centralized and decentralized uh merger, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The connection. Um there are a few other ones I can't think of. I have like a whole list of products, but uh, yeah. projects I mean, but yeah, definitely those coming out from state and link. Yeah. Yeah. And and okay. of course the uh be your own bank project uh from DYO and uh you Yeah, brothers,
0: by the hood, yeah, yeah. By, uh, by the hood.
1: Man. Uh just Listen. teaching our people how to become wealthy with 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 little to nothing. That, That's right. I need that in my life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, got, we, got you, we got you, good brother. Yeah, we're very passionate God. about that because, um, I, you know, using DeFi banking, you start to realize just like it's the, it's the fairest system I've ever seen. And, you know, historically speaking, our folks in banks haven't really, uh, you know, <laughs> worked yeah. well together, for lack of a better yeah, term. We haven't yeah. worked well together. So this is a game changer. Um, yeah, but, Core, before we got of Core, you got any questions for the brother back?
2: Uh, I got two questions. Um, how did that? the experience in the army help you? to uh overcome what, what was the mindset piece. Great question.
1: Oh man, you didn't okay. You didn't prepare me for that. Um
2: no, I'm just saying because I'm army so I under I, I you know I want to know about the mindset, how that how that helped with the mindset piece.
1: I felt I felt owned in the army, bro. I felt like someone I we were essentially we signed a contract yeah. saying that we were owned. I did not like that feeling. I didn't like the feeling of people thinking that They could treat you a certain way or talk to you a certain way just because they had a higher rank than you. I I didn't like feeling like respect wasn't a minimum. Um, So it made me it it made me push myself to have my own and never work for anybody again. And I haven't. I haven't worked for anybody again. Aside from American Airlines, I was I was working there. Right. That was my job before I went in the military. But I was paying people to work my shift so I could fly for free. You feel me? So (laughs) I, I, I haven't worked the army and so um that's what it taught me if you don't own your dreams somebody else will own you and you will be building their dreams uh mm. so that, that that's what i got from the military yeah
2: and then the second question is um with you and your lady moving out to costa rica um how did that uh affect your relationship with your family stateside uh
1: we still speak to them and everything like we, we so so Having more of our money means freedom of travel as well. We can buy a plane ticket at the job of a hat, hey somebody's graduating, you know, something happened, whatever, you know, heaven forbid. Um so we still speak to them every day, we still FaceTime, we still whatever, and we'll be back home next month. Like it hasn't really yeah. affected anything.
0: No, that's still long, the good yeah. thing. How long does it take to get from where you where you're at in Costa Rica? Like what kind of a trip is that to get back into the States?
1: It was a three hour trip from Atlanta. But time that's from, not, from that's East not bad at all. Yeah, from the east coast, I think it's like six or seven
0: hours. That's still not bad. I mean, I know folks Absolutely. live six or seven hours in the states from their family, like you know. Yep.
1: Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. Yes. That's the point.
0: Yep. The okay. Point. Man, listen, um, man. I, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story because um, it's a very powerful story, I, and I learned a lot. I learned about you, about you myself. Uh, you know, listening to you talk. Um, but also, I wanted to say congratulations on all your success, your move. Like I said, you just look like a happier person now. It. I um, appreciate it, guys. I appreciate you. say me, man absolutely i just want to say thank you for the work that you do for our people because first and foremost that's Dang. important that you you know you're, you're village minded and we you think will about the not community. get
2: left behind yeah we will not.
0: absolutely we will
1: not. Uh, yeah i want to i want to thank you brothers i know when you asked me to be on the show it was lit um i also want to thank uh dcg mastermind Jamal yep. james that brother yep. i came to him actually when i was um living in my car and told him hey man i need a mentor i can't do this no more and he said i don't want i don't want anything from you i just want you to do what i say and, and and make this money i want you to have a hundred thousand a month you know what i mean so yeah thank, thank you to him big ups to him.
0: yeah shout out to your uh, brother jamar james yeah. Man. Jamar, partner, you man. Real deal, man yeah okay. yeah and also rest in power to uh, brother anthony man yeah. that's anthony um, anthony bro brother. man
1: absolutely.
0: absolutely man so listen man um anything we do that can help you brother we are here you know we build together and just want to say thank you for sharing your story uh with our audience and um i'll make sure to put the links to everything you got going on all your coursework um, you know, you need to put together a course about how to move out the states, man, because.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're working on that. That that, that yeah. I don't want to talk too much about that, but we're working on that. Everything, having uh, the homes and everything set up for people. So all they have to do is just get here uh, and, and jobs for them and everything. We are working on that.
2: Oh, gangster! Damn,
0: yeah. I didn't even know that. I was just saying that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to say it because we're not.
1: It's still in embryonic phases. You got you, yeah, got you, got you. That's, got you. that's amazing, yeah. though, man.
0: Listen, thanks for sharing your story, man. Um, And we'll make sure we put links to everything you got going on. Man, everybody go follow him. I'll put his Instagram page there as well. Um, You know, congratulations on all your success as well, man. Got to say hey, that too.
2: Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks Yeah, and a lot. for thanks our audience, lot,
0: man. man. Listen, man, thank you guys for all your support. Um, Everything that you do, sharing our content, all the students we have. We appreciate all of you. As we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. It's evidence behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Game elevates, and we'll see you guys on the next God. episode. Peace. Peace. Oh,